Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to the Gospel of Luke again, but before I read our passage, as always, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We ask that you would encourage our hearts with it and bless it to us, that we might grow in the knowledge and fear of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 7, picking up at verse 11. Soon afterward, he, being Jesus, went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread throughout the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Well, it's a wonderful story, isn't it? The story of the resurrection of the young boy. And, and there's much we could say, but I'd like to highlight for you today just three really amazing things that we see about the Lord Jesus Christ in this passage. Firstly, notice the compassion of Jesus. Jesus goes into town with his disciples and with a great crowd following him, and they meet another great crowd coming out, coming out probably to the burial place for this young man. It, she must have been a reasonably significant woman. She wasn't just coming out by herself, but she was coming out with this crowd. And Jesus comes up, and in verse 13 we're told that when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. It's quite striking, isn't it? The Lord said to her, not Jesus said to her, not he said to her, but the Lord said to her. It's striking because it's a reminder again for us that Jesus is not just a regular man. He was totally and is totally human. Very man and very God. And yet, he is the Lord the Lord of hosts, the Lord of glory. And yet this one who is the Lord of glory has put on flesh and shows compassion to his people. He has compassion for this widow. Why do you think he has compassion for this widow? It's striking, isn't it? Here is this widow, and we know by this stage Mary would have been a widow because Joseph vanishes from the story almost instantaneously. And she's burying her oldest and one and only son. These must have been almost like triggers for Jesus, right? His mother was a widow. And his mother would also see him buried. And yet he has compassion and says, do not weep. He's filled with sorrow for her. But his, his sorrow leads to action, right? You and I, we have compassion on people. I was just visiting a sick person and I have compassion on this person. 
but I can't do anything to fix the situation. I can offer comfort. I can offer the scriptures. I can pray, but I can't heal them. But Jesus can say, do not weep. I'm about to do something. So firstly, we see this compassion, but it's a special compassion because it's a compassion that leads to action. So this compassion leads to action. And secondly, the second thing I want to highlight for you is that Jesus, I want to highlight for you, Jesus's gravitas, we might say. It's striking. It's, it's, a, it's a tiny little comment, but it's quite interesting. In verse 14, he came up and touched the buyer and the bearers stood still. Why did they stand still? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, probably lots of people touched the buyer as it went past. Probably lots of people were there weeping and grieving and lamenting. But Jesus comes up and puts his hand upon the buyer and it stops. They stand still. Why? Because here is one who doesn't just have compassion. Here is one who has the power to do something. And what takes place? We see the comfort, the compassion of Jesus. We see the gravitas of Jesus, but we also see the power of Jesus, don't we? He says, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man stands up, or sits up, I should say, and speaks. The power of Jesus to be able to speak and bring things into being, it's nothing but the power of God, right? He speaks and a dead man comes back to life. The power of Christ is enough to, to heal the wounds of the broken, to, to, to reach out with compassion and act. See, that's the great difference between Jesus as our priest and prophet and king and me as a pastor or a minister. I can come to you and offer you comfort. I can come with compassion, but I don't have the power to say, get up and walk. I don't have the power to say, come back to life again. But Jesus does. Jesus is the great high priest. And the glorious thing about this is that this is still true today. So the writer to the Hebrews would say that he is our great high priest who can sympathize with us in our weakness, but not just sympathize us, but help us. He can lead us into the throne room of grace for, for our help, that we might find help in our hour of need. This is the glory about the Lord Jesus Christ. He who far out surpasses all prophets, all priests, all kings. He has everything we need. We need but come to him. He is the solution to your problems. Whether your problems are sickness, whether your problems are depression, whether your problems are finances, it makes no difference. Christ is the only one who has compassion and the power to comfort you in your time of need. But notice the response to this threefold glory of Christ. It's quite interesting. The crowd say, surely a prophet has arisen. God is visiting his people. And this report spread. Why do they say he is a prophet? And the Lord is visiting us? Well, you've got to think back to Old Testament stories, don't you? You see, there's a, there's a um, moment in Old Testament history when someone gets risen from the dead. I don't know if you can remember this, but... There's a, uh, there's a man who's died and he gets uh, there just in the middle of burying him, putting him in a tomb and 
then all of a sudden an enemy army comes, so they just throw the body in there, and he falls on the bones of a prophet, Elijah or Elisha, I can't think it's Elijah. And when he does that, he instantly comes back from the dead. And the people are amazed. You see, that what the people are recognizing is that uh, the raising from the dead is something that only the true prophet of God would be able to do. You see, they see Jesus as being the one that would come in the name of the Lord to bring peace and restoration and healing and comfort and help in their hour of need. He had been promised, remember, by Moses that God would raise up a prophet from among you. They're claiming that this is the one. And he is. And the report spread. But what did they do to him? Crucify him. Crucify him. Why? Because at the end of the day, they came to a prophet because they wanted the blessing of the prophet. On their conditions. But the real question is, will we come to Christ for Christ alone and receive what Christ will give us? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this time in your word. We do pray that you would encourage our hearts, that we might know you and love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.